The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, happy day after Pi Day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, in case you didn't know it, yesterday was Pi Day. Yesterday was 3.14159265353. And I could go on, but that would take the whole show. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I I always think I, I think it's kind of neat that we that we do pie day, and I, I and I know a lot of uh, pizza joints yesterday were offering specials, which which made me think. How many young people out there uh, have no idea what pie is, that they actually think it's a pizza pie day and they're going to get a special on Domino's or Pizza Hut? I mean, I got to imagine that there's there's a lot of that going on because all the pizza places take advantage of pie day and they and which they should. It's it's marketing. It's it's really great to do. Uh, But it just made me think how many government school educated kids are out there who just who think pie is pizza day. (laughs) So pie R square. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, the pizza places should do a should do a promotion that way pie pie to the uh, get three pies or, or get 3.14 pies for one price or something i don't know they could probably have fun with it but but it did make me think how many people out there just don't know and and so i figured i would open the show look i can do non-politic items on this show uh, or i should say non-political topics on this show so we'll call this the non-political segment but uh but i just wonder you know ask your kids ask neighbors ask people you run into hell ask college students if they know what pie is and and uh you know i i'll just you know for some of you out there who may not know for some of my democrat listeners oh bad host bad host ask the vice president (laughs) oh my goodness oh i would give anything if any journalist would have asked Kamala Harris yesterday, uh, Kamala, what is pie? <laughs> Can you imagine? She would have probably said, oh, well, I like pepperoni and extra cheese on mine. Or coconut I, cream? Or I, oh, my. Who knows? Who knows? Apple? I, cherry? What, what a great question that would be. She probably likes anchovies. <laughs> oh, but... uh but you know, for those Democrats out there who are listening to me right now, no, no, I shouldn't say that. But uh, but look, I, I, look, it's been a long time since I've been in school, and and that you forget things. That's that's quite understandable. But just to refresh your memory, pi, uh, it it is the circumference uh, divided by diameter of a circle. Uh, I mean, that's just just the the basis. If you want a basic definition of pi, um, and yes, the circumference divided by the diameter of a circle is always pi. So no matter how large or, or small the circle is, um, you're going to get pi. I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, who – you know, they say that math isn't cool. Honestly, it is pretty cool, uh, and, and at least in this instance. And and uh, if you're wondering, yes, pi is an irrational number. Oh, those irrational numbers. They, they can be pretty darn irrational. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know – Like our administration? Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, maybe we could dub them pie. Oh, I don't know. Or throw pie in their face. No, I shouldn't say that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and if you're wondering out there, as in, you know, what I hear a lot about mathematics and what's is funny about mathematics, but I hear this about a lot of things you learn in school. I'll never use that. I'll never use that in the real world. Well, pie is used pretty much every single day. Uh, I mean, the designing of tires, uh, piping, tubing, uh, my... To the to the down to the round gasket to balls like basketballs, uh, people who design those use pie every day. So, 
So there you go, folks. Just some fun facts here on the On Point with Victor show. It ain't always politics. I mean, sometimes we'll talk about soccer to the dismay of uh, producer Brett. Uh, and so, but we'll make him happy when we follow that up with hockey talk. And uh, sometimes we'll talk motorcycles. You guys know I love motorcycles. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that later today, too. We'll, I'll update you guys on the Supercross. Uh, my gosh, if you're not watching the Supercross season right now, you are missing out on some unbelievable wonderful motorcycle racing action and if you've never gotten into motorcycle racing and motocross racing and and supercross uh you're missing out you are missing out i mean if you're a sports lover and you watch other sports but you haven't watched a motorcycle race a supercross a, a motocross race you're really missing out uh so um tune in it's every saturday Right now, we're in the midst of the season. We're, we're about the midway point, maybe just past the midway point for the season. So um, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And uh, Democrats ought to love it. You know, they talk about skin color all the time. I mean, one of the guys that's in second place, well, technically second place, eh, technically third place uh, overall, is uh, Malcolm Stewart. And um, uh, this guy is an awesome rider, comes from a great, you know, his brother was one of the best. And uh, so anyway... Yes, there are minorities in Supercross. Uh, so, um, all right, let me do this. You are listening to America's Web Radio. This is the On Point with Victor show, and I am Victor Armendariz. And I'm so glad and so happy I am to be back in studio today. Um, so let's get to it. We've got lots to do today, lots to get to. Uh, I am going to this, – this segment here, and I probably should do this every week. I should probably do this on every show. I should probably have an establishment Republican update. Now, you guys know how I feel about today's Democrats. You know how I feel about the uh, dementia patient who's leading the White House and the um, schoolgirl who's – supposedly vice president uh, heartbeat away from the presidency um, you know this administration is one of the most incompetent administrations we've ever had if not the most incompetent administration we've ever had so you guys know how I feel about the Democrats uh, and if you've listened to the show and you listen to me or you know me you know how I feel about the establishment Republicans <clears throat> they're not much better I mean the only way we really really uh, can can really get this country back on track is to not only vote out these Democrats, we've got to vote out the establishment Republicans. And let me clarify, because I don't want to anger uh, my listeners, especially the ones down in Daytona. Um, you've got to understand, when I talk about getting rid of the establishment Republicans, I am not talking about replacing them with Democrats. I'm talking about replacing them with good, conservative, libertarian, independent-minded, USA-loving, freedom-loving, liberty-loving individuals. I want those people to run and re- and represent us in Congress. And and by today's standards, none of them will run as a Democrat. You're not going to find an independent, USA-loving, liberty-minded, uh, freedom-loving Democrat candidate. So it's most likely going to be a Republican. So when you're looking in primaries, and let me tell you something, the primary election is so important. It's never been this important. So you can't just focus on the general election. You've got to focus on the primary election in whatever town, city that you are in so that you can go into primaries. And before the primaries, you can campaign. You can find a Republican that 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 loves the United States, that loves the Constitution, that loves freedom, that loves liberty. Maybe they're uh, a Republican slash libertarian. Um, 
an independent-minded conservative Republican. We need to find those types of candidates and, and make sure that they run and get them on the ticket in the primaries so we can remove the establishment Republican and replace them with a freedom-loving, liberty-loving, small-government-loving, constitutional-loving American representative. That is what we need. And, and if we could get that to happen... Man, I tell you what, what what a great road we could put this put this country on. Because, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it is not hard to fix the problems of this country. Uh, Dementia patient Joe put us in in a horrible position right now, and and I and I do feel sorry for the next president who uh, hopefully will be Ron DeSantis. Uh, or maybe it'll be Trump if he runs. Maybe it'll be uh, Tom Cotton. I, I can almost assure you that Tom Cotton is going to run. Uh, you know, any one of those guys would be amazing, and I kind of feel sorry for what they're going to face. But the, 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 the lining here is that for any one of those guys, Trump, DeSantis, Tom Cotton, any one of those guys – could turn this country around on a dime. You know, you saw how quick Biden put us on 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 a downward turn, and you saw how how quickly the Biden policies are taking us down, 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 and it, it, domestically and foreign policy. Um, we our standing in the in the world is, has probably never been lower, and our problems domestically, I, I it's been a long time since they've been this bad. But just as quick as Biden got us to this point, somebody like DeSantis, Trump, or even Cotton could get us out. Um, you could elect me tomorrow, and I promise you, with a supporting Congress, I could get us out of this mess in a matter of two years. It can happen. You know what? You want to see example of how it can happen. You go back to the late seventies when uh, when Carter, you know. And look, I I won't blame it all on Jimmy Carter, but but Jimmy Carter's policies in his four years just made things worse. And when Ronald Reagan came in after Carter, he had a whole lot to fix, and Ronald Reagan did it. And within two years, you started to see the turnaround that Reagan was able to do. And then after four years, you really saw where we were headed. And then after eight years of Reagan, my goodness, this country was popping. And we can do that again. We can do it again. So let me get back to this uh, this establishment Republican update. So, and again, I should do this. I should do this every show and target the Republicans that need to be thrown out. And in fact, I'm going to name a few Republicans that need to be thrown out uh, as soon as they're up for reelection. Uh, and some of these guys might be up in uh, in 2022. Some of them will be up in 2024 and 2026 um, because these are some senators that I'm going to name. Uh, but listen, to what listen to this? This is your establishment republic. This is your Republican Party led by McConnell and Graham and and. Uh, Oh, my gosh. McCarthy and some of these. I think it's McCarthy and some of these other bozos that are in in there right now that are not conservatives. They're not independent minded, uh, constitution loving Americans Um, there. And let me tell you why. There is a and look, no one's paying attention to this. Now, this is the only point with Victor show where I'm going to bring you uh, the news of the day. I'm going to bring you things that matter and I'm going to bring you things that, that matter to everyday Americans. Now, I know there's a big Russia thing going on in Ukraine and and and, and the world. Uh, my goodness, there's so much going on. 
But we can't talk about that 24-7 because we take our eye off the ball on the things that are hurting the American citizen. And so here on the On Point with Victor show, I'm going to bring this this information to you. And and when the establishment Republicans act like drunken Democrats, I'm going to tell you about it. And right now, right now, there is a $1.5 trillion omnibus bill that is going through working its way through the Senate. It's already passed in the House, working its way through the Senate. This is a $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill. Now, your first reaction should be, how in the H-E double hockey sticks can we be about to pass a $1.5 trillion spending bill when we have record inflation that shows no signs of stopping? If we continue on this road, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be at double-digit inflation. And when was the last time this country had double-digit inflation? And I, I, this is not hyperbole. This is where we are headed. And inflation directly hurts every American in this country. But you know who it hurts the least? It hurts the politician the least. It hurts the elitist the least. But it, And it hurts the poor the minority, the middle class, the most. That's what you need to remember. And that's what you should be asking yourself right now. How can we possibly be on the cusp of passing a $1.5 trillion spending bill when we have spent ourselves into darn near double-digit inflation already? And on top of that, Gas prices are going through the roof, and they are showing no signs of stopping. So how in the world can we be about to pass a spending bill that's $1.5 trillion? $1.5 trillion. Now, if I told you it was all 100% Democrats voted for it, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But when we come back, I'm going to tell you the Republicans that are voting for this spending bill. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, my friends. Uh, All right, look, let me get to the Republicans who voted for this. And let me say this, uh, because I, I was floored. And I had to double-check this two and three and four times to make sure because I couldn't believe it. But Mitt Romney actually voted against this bill. Now, you guys know exactly how I feel about Mitt Romney. Uh, but he deserves credit, and I will always give credit where credit is due on this show. I'll even give credit to Democrats <laughs> but when on the rare occasion that they, they deserve it. Like every now and then, Joe Manchin deserves some credit, and Kristen Sinema deserves some credit. Uh, but jo- uh, Joe, uh, Mitt Romney voted against this $1.5 trillion bill, and I have to give him kudos for that. Now, now look, I, the great people of Utah still need to throw Romney out. They can't throw him out fast enough, and what I mean by that is they need to vote him out as soon as they can. Uh, there is no question. Just because Romney is starting to placate and, and, and he did a good thing here does not absolve him of all the things he has done since he's been a senator. And so the great people of Utah, you still need to get to replace Romney. Uh, there's no doubt, no doubt about that. Uh, but like I said, right now, Romney voted against this $1.5 trillion bill, and I, and I commend him for that, and he deserves credit for that. So uh, good for you, Mitt Romney. Um, now, I personally... I think you're going to see Romney start to do things like this because uh, if if I were a betting man, <laughs> we won't talk about Vegas last week, but if I were a betting man, uh, I would tell you that Romney is uh, going to run for president in 2024. I think he's got his eyes set on it. And um, it's going to be quite funny to uh, if Trump runs again and Romney runs. Oh, man, it's going to it should be pay per view TV to watch that debate um, because uh, Trump's just going to eat him up and spit him out again. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, but uh, but I'd even love to see him try to go up against DeSantis. I, I mean, please, DeSantis would just wipe the floor with him. But anyway, um, so yeah, so Romney voted against it, so kudos to him. But let me, let me get to the establishment Republicans who voted for this spending atrocity. Uh, in the midst of record inflation, like I said before the break, You've got these these establishment Republicans that I'm about to tell you, and uh, and a couple of them I didn't even think were very establishment, but still voted for this. But these are the Republicans that voted for 1.5 trillion dollar bill when we're in the midst of rising, ridiculous, out of control inflation. You've got Verasso of Wyoming, Blunt of Missouri, Capito of West Virginia, Collins of Maine, Cornyn of Texas, Ernest of Iowa. Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. Oh, who's surprised there? I mean, really, who is surprised that Lindsey Graham voted yes for this spending bill? I mean, man, I, you know, I won't. Oh, Graham just puts me in a place that I don't need to go. Um, 
Grassley of Iowa, Heitsmith of Mississippi, McConnell of Kentucky. Oh, oh, there's another one. Can you believe it? McConnell voting for a spending bill. Ugh, McConnell teaming up with Graham. Oh man, I, I, I just have to move on because if I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll say some things that I don't need to be saying on the radio. Uh, but uh, Murkowski of Alaska. Oh yeah, big surprise there too. Uh, Moran of Kansas. Portman of Ohio, Shelby of Alabama. Shame on you, Shelby of Alabama. First of all, you're in Alabama. Second of all, your name is Shelby. How dare you uh, put Shelby's name in such a bad light? But uh, anyway, Thune of South Dakota, uh, Tuberville of Alabama, Wicker of Mississippi, and Young of Indiana. All of these are establishment Republicans that voted yes on this $1.5 trillion bill. Now, we need some reporter, any reporter, please, some reporter, anyone in the media for that matter, anyone in the media for that matter who can get in front of any of these Republicans need to ask them one thing. Have you read the bill? Don't tell me that your staff has read it. Don't tell me that your staff is giving you excerpts or, or that you grazed through it and read excerpts on it. Have you read the bill? And I venture to tell you that not a darn one of those Republicans have read this bill in its entirety. Uh, so I would, anyone in the media out there, please, please, please hear me now. If you get in front of any of these Republicans who voted for this $1.5 trillion bill, please ask them this one question on behalf of the On Point with Victor show. Have you read the bill? I mean, you can ask it in the vernacular of our unbelievably smart (laughs) – I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, maybe bring it down to her level. Uh, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, did you guys hear? Did you hear Kamala Harris when when she was on some urban radio station? And they asked her, "Can you please explain the Russia-Ukraine conflict?" And now, look, there's one of two things here. Kamala Harris has no idea what she's talking about, which which is pretty much the case in, in many of the of the topics that she's facing, many of the issues that face us. She's pretty incompetent. Uh, the other thing is how stupid, how stupid do the Democrats, including Kamala, think you, the voter, are, or, or at least these minorities. And, and let's face it, she was on a, an urban station, which is mostly a, a minority station, or listened to by lots of minorities. And, and so how stupid does she think they are? Did you hear her answer when the, the DJ or the, the, the guy said, hey, can you, can you speak to my audience and tell the, explain to them in layman terms the the conflict between Russia and Ukraine and Kamala Harris her response was well um so there are two countries in Europe and one is called Russia and it's big and the other is called Ukraine and it's small well, one country decided to invade the other country. So Russia invaded Ukraine. And, well, that's pretty much bad. That is what Kamala Harris, that was her response to, to please explain to our audience 
the in in a quick manner in a in a in a layman's manner, uh, layman's terms, explain the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. And you, you, that, you, it, you keep saying what her main thing is, right? Layman. <laughs> Hey, David, you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> and David would be for referring to, you know, sometimes I refer to Kamala Harris as heels up. She's heels up all the time. <laughs> well, that's what David's referring to. So we'll stop there before we get in trouble. But, uh, but how, how sad is it? So, so either Kamala Harris has no idea what she's talking about, which, which is most of the time, uh, or she thinks that the listeners of that radio station are dumber than dirt. She thinks they, they, they read on a, a, what, a seventh, seven-year-old level? I mean, it, it is, it is terrible. All she had to do was maybe talk a little bit about the history of Russia, talk about the history of Ukraine. My goodness, these two countries have historic time period of 5,000 plus years. I mean, could she not have just said that Russia is is a is led by a, a guy who who was former KGB who loves the old Soviet Union who has aspirations to put the old Soviet Union back together, and that Ukraine is very rich with uh, with with some natural resources. They're very ri- I mean they've got oil. They've got I, I'm I'm not sure how much natural gas they have, but I, they've got all kinds of natural resources. Uh, could it not be that maybe maybe Kamala could have said that Putin is looking at Ukraine and saying, but I would like to control those natural resources or or the fact that that Putin doesn't want Ukraine to be a NATO country and, and Ukraine has been begging to be a NATO country and that the Democrats and establishment Republicans have been hanging the, oh, we might let them in. We have been hanging that over Putin's head for years and years and years. Um, there were some there were some very basic and easy things that Kamala could have done, but she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. A because she has no clue what she's doing. B she thinks that the voters are that stupid. Uh, I mean, it, it's just a sad, sad thing. But uh, but anyway, let me let me get back to this. This you know, I'm supposed to be railing about establishment Republicans right now. So so anyway, so you have all of those Republicans that I named: uh, Verasso, Blunt, Collins. Capito, Cornyn, Graham, Grassley, Hydesmith, McConnell, Markowski, Moran, Portman, Shelby, Thune, uh, Turboville, Wicker, and Young. All of them voted for a $1.5 trillion spending bill. Uh, folks, where are we going to get the money? Where are we going to get the money? They're just going to print $1.5 trillion more dollars on top of all the other dollars the Biden administration has already printed. Which has gotten us to the record inflation. What do you think 1.5 trillion more printed dollars is going to do to the current state of inflation? It's going to make it worse. And David, you look like you have a comment. No, aren't we at, in debt at 30 trillion at the moment? Unbelievable amount. Trillion. We're we're rapidly approaching. If we may be at 30 trillion already, and we're going to be past that with this 1.5 trillion bill that they are they're about to. Uh, Joe Biden is about to. Uh, after his nappy nap, is about to sign this bill, and and, and this was, I mean, with this many re- establishment Republicans agreeing and voting to spend 1.5 trillion. Now I'm really going to piss you off. Now <laughs> I'm just going to just go ahead. If it wasn't bad enough that I told you about these Republicans that voted for it, let me tell you a little bit about what's in this bill. Now, 
if there were if this bill was going to go to help the businesses that the Democrats and and establishment republic and some Republicans uh, the businesses that they put out of business because of the shutdowns if this bill was going to help um, with with just your your middle class and who's who's having and the poor who's having to deal with these gas prices if if this money were going to explore and open up our energy sector then I could say, you know, maybe this is worth the investment. Then I could call it an investment. If this money were, were going towards opening the pipeline with, to, to drilling in, in Amwar, to, to all the things to make USA energy independent again, then I could call that an investment and I could say, you know what? We, we can make it. We could possibly make this work. But that's not what it's going through. When we come back, I'm going to tell you where the money's going. We'll be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, folks. You are listening to the America's Web Radio Station. I am Victor Armendariz. And this is the Common Sense and Logic Show of the On Point with Victor Show. Uh, all right, look, let me tell you some things. Let me just go ahead and just really, really, really make you mad. Uh, and, and I hope, look, I don't want this to make you mad to where it ruins your day. I want it to make you mad to where you want to go and uh, get active with your local elections and start finding good candidates that are good conservative, libertarian leaning, um, independent minded, con- constitution loving, liberty loving, freedom loving, small government loving, strong military loving, take care of the veterans loving. That's the kind of candidate that I want you to, I want to motivate you to go find and get them in the primary so you can take out some of these establishment Republicans and of course take out the Democrats. But let me look. Let me tell you. All you need to do is look at page 
1497, page 1497. And the fact that I'm starting with that page will tell you how ridiculously big this bill is for uh, $1.5 trillion. So on page 1497, there is a border control and security money for, wait for it, now, some of you might be going, oh, please let it be the United States. Please let it be the United States. No. There is a sh- I'm uh, Boy, I'm going to be nice. There is a pile of money in this bill on page 1497 that is going for border control and security for the country of Pakistan. You heard that right. You heard that right. Uh, part of this $1.5 trillion dollars spent in your name because the only money government has they got to seize it from you the citizen this <laughs> that money is part of it is going to go to Pakistan for border control and security have you looked at our southern border lately ladies and gentlemen have you seen what's going on since Biden became president and reversed everything that that president Trump did our border is wide open, and we're allowing anyone to come through the border right now. You would think that some of this money could go there. But no, 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 no. According to the Biden administration and to these establishment Republicans, it's it's more advantageous to send part of this $1.5 trillion to fund border control and security for Pakistan. Yeah, you heard that right. Now, that's not all. That, that's just scratching the surface. There's money in here for gender studies programs, for culture immersion programs. My gosh, there's money in this bill for Tibetans to teach their children the language that they that they uh, their own language, no matter what country they're in. So any, there's any money in there for America's Web Radio? You know, I wish, and there should be. Uh, I'm going to start advocating for that. <laughs> you know, David, I will advocate for some of that money to come to America's Web Radio because that would be money better spent than going to Pakistan or than going to uh, Tibetans. <laughs> I mean, I, can't, I am not making this up, ladies and gentlemen. There is money going to the Tibetan people. So no, no matter where they go, no matter what country they go to, that they will be able to learn their language. Not not learn the language of the country they go to. I mean, how ridiculous is this? It's bad enough that we're spending American taxpayer dollars and giving this money to Tibetans to teach their own language in another country. When, we, when, when they should be learning the language of the country they're in. You know, when I was in Germany or Spain or Mexico, or uh, France, I did not expect everyone I came in contact with to speak English. I'm in their country. I'm in their culture. Part of the reason I go is to immerse in their culture. And I don't expect any of those people in any of those countries that I was in and spent time in to speak English. It's great when they do. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And lucky for us, my goodness, English is pretty much the the international language. Now that's probably going to be overtaken by China at some by Chinese at some point. But 
but right now, I mean, it's great when I'm over in these countries and, they, and somebody speaks English. Yes, it's wonderful. But I don't expect it. I have when I go to those countries, I have things and tools with me, and I even try and learn as much of the language as I can. Now, I grew up speaking Spanish, so I can handle Spanish-speaking countries. Uh, but when I was in Germany, uh, and you know, I'll tell you a story. When I was in, uh, I was in Stuttgart, and I went to um, uh, Bubligon. I'm probably saying that wrong to all you Germans out there, but uh, that's the way I say it. Uh, I went to this little, t- uh, like I said, Bublagun, and there was some just there's some great little towns all around there. So I, we found a great little restaurant, and it was a a, uh, a I guess a, a Spanish theme restaurant. It was a beer garden, but they had some all kinds of different food. And uh, so it was really neat. But the waiter came up to us, just happened to speak Spanish. So it was great. So I'm in Germany and able to speak Spanish with a waiter and actually order and get what I wanted <laughs> because the other restaurants where well, there is no English and uh, my German is pretty much sprechen Sie Deutsch. And that's about as far as I can get. Um, but I, I, you know, it was, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, I had to point to a lot of menus and I was, uh, I got to the point where I would just walk up to the kitchen as close as they would let me get and just point to what I wanted. Take that, put it on that, stick it on that piece of bread and get it to me and that worked that worked a lot and 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 listen i you know i i i talk about europe i don't want to emulate any part of europe i don't want to go down any socialist road but there are places in europe that are so beautiful and that every american should go and see every american should venture out if you can at some point uh, go visit Go visit these these other countries and, and especially countries in Europe. Um, they're amazing and they have amazing history. And and a lot of times you'll go there and after you spend a few a week or two or three or four, uh, you're going to want to come back to the United States and you're going to have a greater appreciation for this country. You know, anyone who wants to badmouth the United States to me, I, I stop them. And, and unless they've been out of the country, I don't want to hear your complaints about the United States. Now, if you've gone abroad, then you've traveled extensively, and then you want to have a conversation with me about what maybe some things that could be done different here in this country, then I'm willing to listen. But if you haven't left this country, then I don't want to hear you badmouth it. That's just me. That's Victor here on the On Point with Victor show. Um, that's just one of my rules. So... But uh, but anyway, you do yourself a favor. Uh, go go. Now I know right now may not be the best time because of all this COVID craziness. And trust me, trust me when I tell you uh, they're about to go nuts again with COVID. It's coming. These these authoritarian type leaders that are all over Europe, uh, they don't want to let this go. They're they're letting it go now because they need you know they they needed the business. They they were about to lose their people. They had to. Uh, but don't think they won't bring it back. In fact, uh, China is in the midst right now of lockdowns. China right now, this day, is they're 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 locking down city after city after city. They're doing it again over over Omicron. And don't think it's not coming. Don't think it's not going to Europe. And uh, and and don't think, you know, I told you guys a month ago, 2 months ago, that just wait if, if if you thought they were hysterical about the Omicron variant, just wait till the midterm variant comes out. The midterm variant's going to probably hit around September. And just wait till you see what the Democrats try and do. Uh, so that's just something to look <laughs> look forward to. Uh, but anyway, so I, I know right now may not be the best time to travel abroad. But when things do clear up and things do get better, and they will, they will. 
um, you know, try and make a trip. Try and make a plan uh, to go visit some of the countries uh, anywhere around the world. Just go visit some different countries. Uh, it'll open your eyes. Uh, it really, really will. So, but uh, but all right. Let me go into more of these things. So you've got money going to gender studies programs, culture immersions programs. Um, there is a hundred and two million dollars. That's a hundred and two million dollars going to something called the Bureau of Democracy and Human Rights and Labor. That's going at going to the Department of State, the State Department. A hundred and two million taxpayer dollars going to some bureaucracy called the Bureau of Democracy and Human Rights and Labor. And this is something they're going to use abroad. They're going to, this money is going to be funneled to countries outside the United States. So what are we doing now? Are we going to help uh, other countries around the globe uh, unionize? Because that's what it sounds like to me. If you look into the language, uh, a Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights, and, and Labor... Where are they going to funnel this money to? You want to talk about human rights? Gee, are they going to go hold China accountable? Not a chance. Not a chance. You know, Biden's already uh, upset that his money laundering operation in Ukraine is being disrupted. Um, you know, that's that's why he's so mad at Putin. And because, I, I mean, it's terrible, folks. If you just, if you guys knew, if you knew, look, Biden has no standing in the world because <clears throat> countries like Russia and Ukraine. They've been making Biden rich. The Biden family has gotten amazingly rich off of the, the Putin and off Ukraine and, and off China. Uh, so much money has been filtered through Hunter Biden. I mean, boy, Hunter Biden needs some kind of uh, uh, Guinness World Book of Records, probably. He needs to be a record holder for uh, bringing in the most money for a family off of uh, nations outside of the United States. I, I mean, it's it's just it, it's enough to uh, look. Uh, I don't want to ruin your day. I don't want to make you too mad. But I'm hoping that what I'm telling you with this information that you're not hearing. I don't know of any other media outlet that's talking about this $1.5 trillion spending bill. I haven't heard any other of my 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 uh, cohorts in radio. I haven't really heard anyone talk about it much. There's there's a few that are talking about it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, talk radio is probably your best source of news right now. Uh, but I don't know if I've seen really any, any media outlets on TV that are willing to talk about this $1.5 trillion bill that the establishment Republicans are helping the Democrats put on Biden's desk and Dementia Joe will sign it. I mean, they may have to find the pen for him and hold his hand up, but he's going to sign it. Uh, I, I mean, this is something that we need to know about and you, the American taxpaying citizen, need to know about. And again, I don't want to ruin your day. I don't want to make you too mad, but I hope I motivate you enough to get involved in the elections. Get involved in elections because we need, we're going to need turnout beyond turnout for this November, and we're going to need to find candidates. Look, primary elections are coming up fast. They're going to be here. I mean, I think that in some states they're already having voting in primaries. You need to get active in the primaries and make sure that you're taking out some establishment Republicans and replacing them with independent-minded, freedom-loving, liberty-loving, constitutional-loving, USA-loving, conservative, libertarian-leaning candidates. That's who we need to be on the Republican ticket. Look, I'm not one of those who's calling for a third party. 
I, I would love the Libertarian Party to, to be a, 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 a formative um, party. I, I would love it. But it's it's not happening, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So I would rather take the Republican Party over from within, and we can do it. The Republican Party, when you go back in history, you know, go back to Lincoln, go back before Lincoln, the Republican Party stands for the right things. Small government, strong military, <clears throat> um, lower taxes. We need to get rid of the federal income tax. I mean, we really do. We need to go to a consumption tax. Um, these are things that, that, that we can get behind and believe in, and we can force the Republican Party to go that road. We the people control our government. Whether you believe it or not, we the people still – now it's getting out of hand. And there's a there's – you talk about – my goodness, Trump just scratched the surface when he talked about cleaning the swamp. And we need to do it. We need to do it. We, to save this country, we're going to have to work with what we have. And what we have is a Republican Party. And what we need to do is take over that Republican Party and guide it from within. And the only way to do that is to find some good conservatives, find some more Jim Jordans, find more Tom Cottons, find more Ron DeSantis's, find uh, more Ted Cruz's, find people who have these principles. We must find them and get them in office. This is how we put this country on the right track. It's not that hard, folks. It's not that hard. And we will be right back. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on AmericasWebRadio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall president Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, my friends. We are back. So let me let me tell you. So I've got a couple of uh, comments uh, on my shirt today. So yes, if you're if you're lucky enough to be looking at the webcams. Um, I do have a an awesome fun shirt. This is how this is how cool my significant other is because she actually bought this shirt for me. But my shirt says, uh, "When I die, don't let me vote Democrat." <laughs> so, 
So I, I love this shirt. I'll wear this shirt around in Sam's and Costco and some other places, and uh, I, I'll get some funny looks, and then and I get a lot of thumbs up. But some people, I, th- it, I think it takes them a second when they see it because <laughs> they're reading it. goes, when I die, don't let me vote Democrat. And then they're going, they think about it, and then that light bulb goes off, and they go, oh, and then I get some smiles and stuff. But uh, I need to wear it on the airplane one day. As soon as it gets warm enough where I'm not having to wear a sweatshirt and jacket uh, on the plane, uh, I'm going to wear this on the plane, and we'll see how much fun we can have with that. And and these bozos on the plane, uh, this is a side note, they're still doing the mask. Nobody else in this country basically is doing uh, is doing mask. Nobody's doing mask. Uh, I, I mean, even the liberal blue socialist communist states of the United States, uh, they're even getting rid of mask. But the airplanes, thanks to Buddha Judge and um, these morons in the State Department and, and Transportation Department uh, of the Biden administration, they don't, they just cannot let go of the mask in airplanes. They want to, for- see, they figure you've got to fly. They figure you've got to go somewhere. Like when I travel for business, they know I got to go. And so they're just going to hang on and force me to wear that freaking mask. And uh, and it's 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 really, really annoying. And now I think they're extending it another month. It, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. And, and we ought to somehow figure out a way to get these airlines to push back and fight back because they need to drop the mask. And, and w- my suggestion, every flight attendant and every pilot should be told – you can yes, you can say it's a federal mandate to wear the mask, blah blah blah, and then turn your eye when people take it off. That's what 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 the airline CEOs should be telling their employees, um, because the people who are on these planes, like myself, are getting really sick and tired of it. I mean, I've gotten to the point now where uh, I think I may have told you guys this before. Um, I, I I will sit down on the plane before I get on that plane. I go buy a bag of snacks. It's either whether it's pretzels, chips, uh, or, or something, and I sit down with my with a water bottle, and and I start and I open my bag and I start breaking off the chips, little or pretzels or whatever it is I have. I break them off in little pieces, and it takes me the whole flight, whether it's a one hour flight or a four hour flight. It'll take me the entire flight to eat and drink, just so I can not wear that stupid mask. But since they're still in extending this stupid mask thing, I'm about to order my uh, Let's Go Brandon mask. So uh, let's see how long it takes for a flight attendant or somebody on the plane to lose their mind because of my Let's Go Brandon mask. So you know what? If they're going to make me wear it, then I'm going to wear the one of my choice. And I'm going to wear one that, uh, that that can say something to put them all in their cry closets. So, But anyway, let me uh, – let me get back to a little bit. I, I want to just finish up what we're talking about with the establishment Republicans and this $1.5 trillion bill that they're, they're passing. So let me tell you some more. There is $3.8 billion. $3.8 billion. That's a B. $3.8 billion going to global health activities. What in the – again, I ask you, what in the H-E double hockey sticks – what is health activity? Global health activities, $3.8 billion. What are we going to do? Go hand out condoms to the world now? $3.8 billion of taxpayer money going in the name of global health services. I, I mean, we're in the midst here, domestically. The American citizen is in pain. The, the, the job of the federal government, and look, folks, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just right and I, and I might get emotional and I might get a little heated, but just remember, I'm not angry. I'm just right. 
And right now, here in this country, the American citizen, the American citizen of which the federal government's number one job is to take care of, the, not take care, but to look out for the American citizen. The number one job is to protect the sovereignty of the country. The federal government in this country, their number one job is the sovereignty of this nation and to, and to not be an impediment to the citizen of this country. And right now, what are the Democrats doing? We have out-of-control gas prices that truly, truly hurt. This gas prices will hurt the poor. It will hurt the middle class. It's hurting millions and millions of millions of Americans. Not to mention the rising inflation. Have you gone into Costco or Sam's yet to look at the meat prices? A pack of, 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 of mandarin ribs will cost you fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. That might feed your family one time. Maybe you'll have a leftover for lunch. Fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. Go try to buy some filet mignon steaks. Go try to buy some ribeye steaks. Any meat out go, this is what inflation does. Look at the price of bread. Look at the price of milk. Everyday items that everyday Americans need. I heard some people the other day being interviewed that drive. they have to drive their car for work. And they can't stop and buy lunch because they're having to fuel up their – put that money in their gas tank for the week. So what are they going to do? You, they're they're going to be eating Roman noodles. Um, now, look, I got nothing against Roman noodles. I know a lot of people that survive through college. But when you're a college student, it's different. When you're a college student and you're in your or, or you're making sacrifices when you're young, but when you're an American citizen and you've got a career going and you're working, and and you can't eat a normal lunch because you're having to put that money in your gas tank. That's Biden's fault, folks. That's Biden policies. And that's going on domestically right now to the American citizen. That pain is being put forth on the American people. The inflation, the gas prices. And yet, our politicians, establishment Republicans and Democrats, all the Democrats, they won't look to you and say, what can we do to help the American people? Oh, they'll say some pretty words. But as I always tell you, you watch the actions. You watch the actions of these politicians. And then instead of thinking of ways to bring down gas prices and bring down inflation, they're going to make things worse by taking a $1.5 trillion of taxpayer money and go spend it overseas. Not here in this country, but overseas. I mean, we're sending billions and billions and billions of taxpayer dollars overseas. We're not helping the veteran. Do you know how much how much of this 1.5 trillion could we give and help the homeless veteran? That would be money well spent. But we're not doing that. We're not doing that. In fact, if you want to open up that bill and go to page 1472, there is 325 million dollars for assisting the Democratic Republic of Congo for stabilization, global health, and bilateral economic assistance. You know, there's about 300 million people, well, maybe not 300 million, but there's a whole lot of millions of Americans who could use some economic assistance right now in this country, our country. But instead, the politician is going to take 
325 million taxpayer dollars and send it to the Republic of Congo for the stabilization and global health and bilateral economic assistance. You have to wonder, and it's like we always say, follow the money. Follow the money. How, how much money under the table from the Congo was given to... Oh. David, you just hit a you hit that out of the ballpark. And since baseball's starting up, we'll use that analogy. David, you're absolutely right. And and ladies and gentlemen, this is what you need to understand. How much of this one point five trillion dollars is going to make its way back to the coffers of the Democrat Party? Because I think that's what you were alluding to, David. You got it. Because that is exactly what's going on. Follow the money, because a, a, a big part of this $1.5 trillion will make its way back to the DNC. It will make its way to the coffers of Democrats. It will make its way. Do you know how, how much of this money is going to find its way in Hunter Biden's bank accounts? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that ought to tick you off. $325 million going to the Congo. I mean, come on. Like I said, how much help could that be for veterans? How much help could that be for student vouchers? How how far could $325 million go to the minority family, to the poor family who can't get their kids a good education because they're stuck in a government school that, that is, it doesn't even teach kids how to read? But yet, if, if we use $325 million to, for school vouchers, for charter schools, for, for private schools, how much, how much would that help lift minority kids out of the slums and into a good education where they could become independent and responsible and take care of themselves? How much? How much help could we do for this country? But no, that money's going to the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> I mean, don't ask me. Don't ask me what we're giving Bangladesh and Central American countries. You don't want to know. You don't want to know, but all I can tell you is they're making bank. I'll give you an example. Nicaragua. Nicaragua is getting $15 million for something called democracy programs. I, 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 you know, I'm just going to have to move on because this is this is just this is furious. It's infuriating, and again, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I mean, look, I'm the Mexican, not afraid to be American, and and I am not afraid to tell you, you, the listener, the American citizen, of how your establishment Republicans are aiding the drunken Democrats in spending your hard-earned taxpayer dollars, because this is what's going on. It is out of control spending by Republican senators helping out-of-control spending drunken Democrats helping them. Now, we're going to have to get the... <laughs> we're going to have the end of the show. Uh, all right, I've got lots more. So next week, we'll get into some DeSantis news. We'll get into uh, news about 2024 and how and how DeSantis is standing up to Disney because that's amazing. We'll get into... And I'll go over the Russia-Ukraine status. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So uh, tune in next week. We will be back, folks. Stay tuned. Up next is Locked and Loaded with Roger B. You guys have a great week. I'm out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.